Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I'm very excited to introduce you to Trudy from One Grounded Angel, who I've been following on Instagram for quite some time and uh, was very excited when she agreed to come and be part of the show. Hi, Trudy. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for having me. And as as candid listeners might be able to tell, you're coming from a long way away. Where are you based, Trudy? <laughs> I'm in Australia. I live about two and a half hours north of Sydney. Amazing, amazing. So uh, introduce yourself to everybody and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what how you work. 
So my name is Trudy. I'm a New Zealander living in Australia. Um, I'm a Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon and Gemini ascendant, which will, um, for those of you who follow astrology, will make a lot of sense when I explain what I do. Um, One Grounded Angel is my work as an energy healer, and it's strongly informed by the angel cards, which is sort of how I started out in my journey with spirituality. So what I do with clients, my clients are all over the world. I work over Zoom. And the aim of my work is to get to the heart of the issues that they're facing, unpack them. And from what I've been taught is it all starts in the energy field. It's where we store traumas, wounding, limiting beliefs. And so I use the cards to give some clarity on what's going on for people and whatever situation they're facing. And the energy healing is just about helping shift those blocks and bring them through healing to really help them take charge of their lives in positive ways. So... Um, yeah, that's what I do. I also my background is in journalism. I, I started off in magazines, went freelance, and I think that background kind of influences what I do because a lot of my life purpose is about sharing messages. Mm-hmm. And I started One Grounded Angel. I might be jumping ahead here, Hannah, no, but go for, it, go for it. This is fascinating. Great. I started One Grounded Angel because there wasn't a spiritual voice that was speaking to me. So I thought I need someone to speak with a really grounded kind of tone. And I think because in magazines, you learn how to frame messages to people um, in ways that they can kind of take what they need really quickly. You can, um, you're really speaking directly to an audience as opposed to what you think you want to say. And so I guess that background of tailoring messages informed the way I um, do my social media posts, my blog posts. And I guess, you know, the way I work with people um, as a healer as well. I know I love it I love it and that you know I completely agree with what you're saying there because it is that there's so much fluff and noise out there especially in our field I think and I do think that there is a I certainly see a rise in people coming to me because they don't want I don't know airy fairy stuff that they don't understand what it means when they're giving you know they want to understand what they're being directed to do and I find when I work with spirit they're very practical they're very direct they're not not going turn into the sun young one and find the light (laughs) within for it will change thee they're like sort yourself out this is what you need to do and you go yeah I know thanks very much (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) so how long have you been working with the spirit world I think it's about, well, it's about 10 years um, for me personally, but I guess the work that I'm putting out into the world is probably about seven years. Started not long after I moved to Australia. That's when things sort of accelerated for me. Um, yeah, and it's it's was never supposed to be something I did professionally. Originally, it was just, oh, I'll just share my message. I, I worked, I came out of the spiritual closet, as they say, very, very slowly tiptoe. Um, and I hope it's okay to use that turn of phrase. Um, and then suddenly it became a business because people were asking for it. I've been doing readings for friends and with, obviously with the internet, I was able to do that for people around the world. And suddenly it took over more of my freelance writing. I had to kind of turn that down a bit more. And um, it's probably, I, I am still doing that work. Mm-hmm. It's good for me with the Gemini rising. I love to have a lot of things on the go. I, I'm not very good at single tasking. Um, but yeah, so it just sort of, it happened organically. Now that I look back, I can see it was organic. But at the time, I didn't know where I was going. I had no plan. 
Sometimes that's the best way because we're out of the way so that we can be yeah. manipulated to where the spirit world wants us. Because I know that most of the problems I've had have been caused by me trying to understand, hold on, see where I'm going. So yeah. that makes complete sense. So what started your journey with spirit? What what enlightened this passion within you? Well, when I was working for a magazine here in Australia, it was called New Idea. Some people might be familiar with it. They um, they had it like, a, you know how magazines often have columnists or spiritual people doing readings for people. They were launching a new one with an angel card reader and they needed us, the staff, to supply some questions to get the column going. Um, and then after that, people would be able to would see what it was like and they could send in their questions. So I sent in one just as a sample and I was just blown away by the accuracy of what came through. And I, I hadn't heard of... Um, angel card readings. I'd grown up in a very um, religious um, family, which I'd moved away from. Not the family, I'd moved away from the, the religion. So I was familiar with angels. I knew that they were, that we had guardian angels, but I had never thought about, you know, cultivating a relationship with them. And after this, I, st I started to think a bit more about that. And I happened to be traveling and I was in a bookshop in Dublin. And I I happened to see a, a packet of angel cards and I bought them and just started working with them um, just by myself secretly, um, asking questions and just noticing, getting familiar with the cards and understanding it better. And then I started going to workshops and it just sort of spiraled from there. Amazing. I love it. I love it. So you started just with yourself playing, really. Yeah. And experiencing it. I love that. And when you started formally learning and going into workshops, did you did it open you up? Did it solidify things for you? How did it change your approach to your learning? I think it gave me a lot of practical guidance about how to set up a business, which I was adamant I was not going to do at that point. <laughs> I just want to get better at this. Um, but I suppose when I look back, I can see it was laying the foundation for me to become more confident um, to hone my skills a bit more because I think at that point, certainly with that first workshop, I was still like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Um, I, I don't even know if these messages are genuine. I might be making this up. I didn't really understand that those messages are your intuition. It's just that you haven't got enough experience with being able to trust them at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, it was helpful, but in a lot of ways it wasn't clear right away that it was helpful. It's only now looking back I can see how that informed me there were things in that that I rejected but that's just part of the journey as I'm sure you would have found yourself oh absolutely that's why I asked actually because I'm nosy mm. like that but I think sometimes you learn as much from what doesn't resonate with you as you do from what does especially I think if you've started because I started like you not in a not going down the church route for my mediumship I, I don't go in the churches so I'm always a little bit sort of you do it how Oh, and because I've just done it my way and my way with mm. my spirit guides. So I completely, that's why I asked, because I was interested to see if it was similar for you, because mm. there, you know, there's a naturalness that can come, I think, in your connection when you're finding it for yourself and other people mm. aren't telling you how to do it. So It can be challenging too, though. You yes. might have found yourself because religion teaches you to follow a set of rules. It doesn't really encourage free thought as such this is a broad generalization of course but spirituality is all about you've got to follow what's in here and that's quite scary if you're someone who's always followed the rules and been quite rigid and um and fear is what keeps us clinging to those rules as well so sometimes the idea of there are no rules you've got to figure it out as you go and you'll take a bit of this and a bit of that they can be a little bit 
I, I found that a little bit scary. I'm like, what is the absolute truth here? And finally, there is no absolute truth. It took me a while to get comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. I completely, I mean, I'm one of those people. I have. A, I had a friend who I, I hate, if it says keep off the grass, I will not walk on the grass. I can't. Oh, I yeah. can't. And he would dance on the grass to wind me up and it would give me tummy ache. Um, and, yes, yeah, so I completely understand that. You, there is that just wanting to do it properly and wanting to do it the right way. And then, of course, there's that vulnerability when you mix with other people. Oh, you do it like that. Well, this is how I do it. And all. Yeah. it's interesting, isn't it? But then I also think that's the point is that we're supposed to be breaking down those barriers and people are supposed to be awakening to the truth within them. Hopefully. So um, tell us about one of your most profound experiences that you've had with the spirit world. Um, I was thinking about this. There are a lot I could give as examples, but one that stands out was um, very early in my relationship with my now husband, I was having a lot of fear. Relationships has been a big block for me. And in fact, that's part of the reason I started on the spiritual journey. And um, I remember before I went to bed one night saying, um, I think I was talking to Archangel Michael, who was saying, can you please help me? Because I could tell that the fear was coming up and getting in the way of what could be, you know, a burgeoning relationship. Um, and I went off to sleep. And I remember waking up, and you know, when you're in that semi-awake state, um, I could see a figure at the end of my bed. And I was not scared about this at all, whereas consciously I would have been terrified. Um, and I could see like a purple and navy colors in like a circle and i just got this very strong message go back to sleep we're working on you um go back to sleep and i did <laughs> the obedience <laughs> normally i mean if i had been fully awake i think i would have gone what the heck is going on here i need yeah. to know more about this because um i like to know um i'm very curious i like to know exactly what's going on um and then in the next morning when i woke up i'd forgotten about this um but i just felt lighter and was only later when I started to connect the dots. The blue and the purple are Michael's colours. Um, I'd asked for the healing and I just felt different, like a weight had been shifted. Um, and I, it's hard to put into words. People who've gone through things like this will know. Um, it's just a feeling that you have at the time. It's something so indescribable and so unique is happening to you at that point um, that's beyond the realm that us humans like to operate in where things are material and we can touch them and we can define them. Mm -hmm. um, it was, yeah, yeah, it's hard to. Wow, I love it. That's amazing. And what a yeah. fantastic gift. I think lots of people have experiences in that semi-waking state because our yeah. brains are out the way. We're, we're yeah. able to receive. Um, I love that, fantastic. And so you actually felt a difference in yourself following that I did yeah and I think that also taught me again didn't realize at the time but um the power of healing that can come from working with spirit and how that is sustainable um changes that um that stay with you mm -hmm. even though you don't even know what's going on necessarily or know what you needed at the time so yeah it was it was pretty incredible I've never really told anyone about it because I don't yeah it's hard to define and and um and it's precious it is yeah and I'm I'm grateful that you shared it on here because that I under, I completely understand that you know some of these things you don't want them to be squashed by a naysayer you That's just right. want to have that experience and go my goodness that blew my mind mm. and yours 
So I get that. Now, Trudy, talk to talk to people about energy healing, because I've been really remiss here and I should have asked you this at the beginning. But what is it? Explain to someone who's got no idea what it is, what it does, how it works. It's a great question and it's one I get asked a lot. It is difficult to put into words because um, it's just so far, again, beyond the realm of what we understand as humans. But basically, a lot of people have heard the word aura, and so they have a vague understanding of how there's sort of this energetic field around them, even though they don't know what that means. Um, and it sort of stores, we're all made of energy, um, even though we like to think of ourselves as tangible form. Um, and it, the energy field is what stores experiences or memories or um to use a, an overused word, the energy um, of us and, and what we're going through. So an example would be, I mean, we've all had multiple um, past life experiences. We carry over the energy from those. It gets stored in the energy field. We don't know about it. We're up here in our brains and moving through the, the physical world. And then something will happen in the physical world that triggers something in this energy. We go, oh, I'm really scared of that. And I don't know why. This doesn't feel safe for me. And I don't know why. And so we'll put up, we'll procrastinate to avoid whatever it is, or we'll um, run away from it, push that person away. So um, what it means is to work in the energy field is to clear that block that's there. Sometimes we don't know why it's there, because it can be from past lives. Sometimes we know it's something that's happened in my childhood. Um, an example I often use is someone who is having trouble with relationships they, they push people away or they they only date people who are wrong for them. It might be that they had a parent who, worked, who walked out on the family when they were very young. And so they've taken on board, I mean, the, wo the wounding of that is enormous. Being rejected by a parent, that's incredibly traumatic, uh, even if you're very young, and or especially if you're very young, perhaps. And so you take on board, it's like a three-layer cake. That's the trauma. And then on the second layer is the belief men always leave me or women always leave me and then the top layer is the actions that we take in the conscious world which is i'm going to push them away or i'm going to go after people who can't commit because they won't hurt me they'll always leave me and i don't have to i don't have to worry about getting hurt so it's a long-winded explanation i know but no i love it oh good <laughs> i love it i was like yeah i could just listen to you talk all day i was zoning out having to remind myself that i'm i'm running this ship <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw back the control to you. <laughs> I, I do. I, that completely makes sense. And it's, I get it. You know, it's such a hard thing to explain to people. Mm. So you are essentially working with somebody. So do you do it like Reiki? You send the energy to them? Or is it about talking through it or a combination? Or how do you actually get that healing into somebody? I have done Reiki and I love it. Um, and but this form of energy healing I do is it's called serenity vibration healing and it works at a much deeper level. I would define Reiki as like an energetic massage. It's great, but it doesn't get to those bottom layers that where the wounding is. And a lot of it is talking, asking people questions to help them understand. Because I couldn't I could tell you what's going on, but you need to get it. So I need to ask you questions to help you understand because you're here to learn the life lesson. Um, and maybe that doesn't happen, but the investigation is valuable still, the self-reflection. And people who do therapy are so well equipped for this work because it teaches you to think about when does this show up for me? What are the feelings with it? How do I respond? How long has this been going on? All those sorts of self-reflection um, questions. And then the last sort of 15 minutes of the session is about me bringing in, um, it's via distance, all of my work, and um, 
people find it hard to understand this, but I can work in the energy field over distance. It's not, your energy doesn't sit with you, it, it can shift. And so I can work within that um, to clear blocks and to bring in positive energy. It feels like a, um, a meditation that I talk you through really, but people can feel it within them. Um, and even if they don't, they just feel lighter afterwards. But one thing I should have explained with my long-winded explanation about energy is if you walk into a room and you just feel like the energy is off, most people have had that experience. That's mm -hmm. one way to look at energy. It's something you sense. Um, you, can, you know that you can cut the tension with a knife or you can sense that people have been talking about you even if their body language isn't revealing it. It's it's a feeling. It's something subconscious. So that might help for people who... Um, who need that definition absolutely and so you work because we talked about this before we came on you work in a combination doing that healing but also using your angel mm -hmm. cards to bring through the messages to sort of crack open i'm assuming the stuff that needs to be cracked yeah. and bring it up to be dealt with yeah the angel cards are wonderful because they give clarity on what's really going on and that's how i started i was doing angel card readings and then i realized i'm telling people what's going on but i'm not really helping them work through it and i just felt like i was sort of shutting the door on them. So I need some way to actually help coach them through what's going on, help them, because they're healing themselves. They're not really healing people. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was led to this particular modality, which has just been so transformative for me um, in working from my own stuff. I thought, I, I think I need to do this so I can actually use the cards. This is what's going on for you. And here's how we're going to address it. So I can actually you know coach people through what's going on incredible and so when you're working with people is it normally one session or progressive and you like to work with them over a period of time um it depends on what's going on sometimes people are facing a very specific situation like they've got a decision to make say about a job and in that case you probably only need one session but mm -hmm. usually people come back um something else will come up so it's it is a long term excuse me a long term kind of thing um, if it's a deeper issue that's going on, say a relationship pattern, what I do with people then is say, let's book in three. I've got a three-step program so we can really get in deep. And that goes over, that's one session a week for three, sorry, three weeks, basically. There's space, space two weeks apart. Right. And it just gives us more time. And then at the end of that, usually people want to continue working with me. And so a lot of my regulars see me once a month once every three weeks, depends what's going on. If they're going for a hard time, it might be once every two weeks. So I guess it would be something like a therapist or, you know, like most of us have got relationships with one um, massage therapist or something like yeah. that that we can see when we need it. But some people just want to have that ongoing care. Um, and that's what I do with my own energy healer because, um, as you probably found, Hannah, that when we're doing this work, we if we're helping other people, we need to be working on our own stuff. So we need to keep grounding ourselves and keep developing ourselves too. Yeah, and then the more you more you connect to spirit, the more stuff comes up, and you go, oh, hello. Yeah. So basically, there's a choice here for people, so that you know mm -hmm. they can come in for one and experience it and see what it's about. But then there is that progressive option for people who really want to make massive change. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I, I, you know, I don't think that anything, we expect everything in this society to be instantaneous, but actually the big stuff I think takes time and dedicated effort always. So, uh, Good, Thank brilliant. So, <laughs> what's your favourite part of working with people and doing this healing and working with the angels? What what lights you up? I think it's seeing the changes in people. I've got people I've been working with for a year or longer um, who I can think back to their first session, see how much they were struggling with things like, um, you know, maybe a relationship challenge, and now they're in a long-term relationship and it's a healthy one or people who were so um, so stressed out and anxious that they were really struggling to, to leave the house. And now they're able to maintain more of a you know social calendar. So um, it's one of those things, just like you said before, um, it is a long-term thing. Sometimes people get very frustrated because they think, I've been working on this for a long time and now this has happened and I feel like I'm back where I'm started and I'll have to remind them, but you're not back where you started because you're not dealing with this as badly. It's not as bad as it used to be. It's not as extreme. You're not going as low as you used to. So although we do go backwards, we never go back to where we started with when we're on a spiritual journey because we've done so much work. We're always going up and we don't go down for, we don't go down as low and we don't stay down as long. Absolutely. Com- completely agree with that. Oh. So what advice would you give somebody who's like you were just starting to think, oh, this is interesting. There might, there might be something out here. This, this might be real. What advice would you give them as they're starting their journey? I think when you start on a spiritual journey, there's so much out there. Like what you said before, Hannah, a lot of it is, um, yeah, a lot of it is dross. You've got to trust your intuition <laughs> um, <laughs> because a lot of it you'll go, oh, this is not for me. But if you're, yeah, it can be difficult because you don't necessarily know what is the right channel for you or what's going to resonate with you. So um, try and be discerning. Don't think, oh, well, my friend is really into, um, I don't know, kundalini yoga, so that's the path for me. And then you go along to the class, you know, I don't really get this, but it must be just me. I have to keep working harder at it. Um, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Um there's no one path so just really try and follow your intuition the more you can ground yourself the better that will help you really get clarity on what's right for you because um as human beings in a really busy loud world we all need to be grounding on the regular and if you're going to go on the spiritual journey particularly you need to ground yourself so you can do that by um you know walking barefoot in nature um being near the beach as well if the water um, can help shift any energetic blocks, um, those sorts of things. Also, there's lots of meditations for grounding and um, Reiki is great for it as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And actually, that's a really interesting point. I don't think anybody who I've interviewed so far has brought up is that you don't have to believe it all. It doesn't all have yeah. to be 
with you. Um, and I was like, yes, yes. When you were saying this, I was trying to be normal and just not. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, because you do, you go out there and you go. I mean, one of the things for me is I absolutely believe in light and love. Absolutely. Mm. But I never say it as a sign off because it's just not me. It just doesn't resonate yeah. with me, you know. And and but when I first started, I mean, angels are a massive one for me because of the religious connotations. Mm. I was really when my teacher first started talking about angels, I had so much resistance to that because I was mm. like, no, no, I'm not going to church. This is not part of my. And it took them such a long time to get past that block. And you have, I think some things don't resonate straight away and they'll come back and some things will never resonate. And that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. I started, um, some of the things that I started out with, I've now moved away from. I know when I started talking about relationships, I used to talk about how, oh, you have to, you know, love yourself so you can love other people. And I realized, actually, that doesn't resonate for me. I don't think self-love is realistic for a lot of us. I, I try to talk about being a friend to yourself instead. So um, I probably need to do a bit of clean out on my blog. There's probably some articles that are no longer right for me, but that's all healthy. We um, we find that we no longer go a certain way or, mm -hmm. or teach a certain message or, or vibe with a certain message. So, yeah. yeah. Because we're all on a journey. And I do say that in this podcast a lot. You know, don't hold me accountable for this in six years' time yes. if I've changed my opinion. Because I'm I'm still on my journey. I'm not at my destination. I'm still learning and growing. So we have to allow that for ourselves too. So um, what are your favourite – I'm assuming they're going to be angel cards. What are your favourite oracle cards, which is your pack that you just – is your one? I've got a couple that I love. One is the Goddess Guidance um, oracle cards, which um, borrows from deities from various religions, such as um, well, traditions, really, like Eastern traditions, um, Egyptian, Celtic, Nordic, etc. So it's not just um, angels and that, it's, it's goddesses. So you've got um, Isis and you've got um, uh, a lot of the Irish ones that I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, really amazing feminine energy coming through with that um there's also another one called daily messages from your angels which is just it's a great starting point for anyone starting out because the messages are really straightforward they're really easy to understand um some of the imagery particularly if you have a religious background some of the imagery can be quite off-putting um, so because it's very biblical, which may not resonate. Um, so there's a great card deck by Colette Baron-Reed, and the, I think it's called Wisdom of the Oracle um, Divination. Divina I can never say that word. Anyway, it's got beautiful images, and the images um, help me with that. Oh, you've got it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's it. Isn't it stunning? The it images is beautiful. As much as the messages, yeah. Fantastic. Good. Oh, that's lovely. That's loads of people. I mean, this is the problem. People keep coming on here and recommending books and, and cards. Yeah. And I go, well, I haven't got those ones. I've got enough, though. Well, but I better have a little look and then end up buying more and more. So it, it is. Yeah. Problem. Now, what about you? Do you have a daily practice or do you, you know, what do you do to keep yourself connected? Um, I do go in and out of this, so um, <laughs> uh, disclaimer, no one's perfect and we all yeah. struggle because we are human, but on good days or days when I'm, um, you know, aware enough to start this, I will go sit by my altar in my healing space and I have a, a practice, it's not a meditation as such, it's a series of 
um, rituals where I'll call upon various entities. I'll clear anything I've taken on board that's limiting me. I'll bring in, I'll clear through the house, the neighbourhood, um, with St. Germain. I'll, um, I'll bring, I surround myself in various um, healing lights that I need for the day. I'll bring in lots of grounding and clarity, especially if I'm going to be working with clients that day. And if I am working with clients, I'll call out on their energies, um, even if I'm not working with them until late in the day, just to set up the energy for them so that when I come into the session with them, um, I've already asked for their, their, their guardian angels and their um, spirit guides to come through in preparation for that. Um, yeah, so it just helps me ground myself and because mm -hmm. um, you know when you first wake up I'm a morning person as well so I'm like what have I got to do what have I got to do running around trying to do lots of different things at once and this just helps me center and then I can just come out of that and go right what is the first most important thing breakfast or um, you know send off something that's due to a client yeah so that's and usually I've got a lot of emails because I'm working in so many different um, time zones yeah. usually Morning, I have a lot of emails and it's very tempting to just get on the laptop and go blah, blah, blah. instead I need to when I can do that ritual and um, remember to do it it just helps make such a difference to the way I approach mm -hmm. the day. I try to meditate but I do fall off the wagon with that one quite regularly <laughs> yeah it is so good but life gets busy and unfortunately the times I need it most of the times I forget to do it Absolutely. And I think when I do it, I go, oh, this is lovely. I don't know why I do do this more. And then the following day, I just forget. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's an ongoing, ongoing battle there. So um, what's something about your work that you wish everybody knew? If you could just say something to someone, what would you like to say? I think one thing that would help me um, with my work is if people understood that we are made of energy and that a lot of what drives us is operating on a deeper level. People tend to think that, tend to be in their heads so much. And when I explain to them that there is a disconnect between what we know and what we believe up here and what is stored in our energy field, that helps them a lot because sometimes people think, why do I keep um, avoiding promotions at work, or just as an example, mm -hmm. when I know that I'm good enough for this job? Why do I keep trying to prove my worth to people when I know on a logical level that I'm good enough? And it's because there's a disconnect between what they know up here and what they feel deep down, and that is where the healing needs to happen. So I think people would maybe be a bit kinder to themselves if they could understand there's so much going on in the energy field that maybe they don't even know about or probably don't know about and, and have, don't have a lot of control over because it may have been stuff they brought through from past lives or they picked up from other people or picked up from their parents. Often we get so much, we inherit from our parents because they haven't done the healing within themselves. And, um, you know, without blaming them, that contributes to what we believe about the world. So I guess some people can understand that there's so much going on on a deep subconscious level that is, getting in the way of them and all they're trying to do, that would help them figure out better ways to heal rather than just trying to convince themselves or, you know, keep going with um, daily affirmations like, I'm good enough, I'm good enough, I'm good enough, and then getting really frustrated when they wonder why that doesn't work. Yeah, I remember having a really heated argument with somebody online once because I really hate that I only welcome positive vibes into my space now, stuff that people who are slightly spiritual share. Because if it was that easy... We'd all be doing it. But if there's something in there that's preventing you from doing it, then all you're doing is blaming yourself. Well, I, I said that. I said I only welcome positive vibes. Now I can't. I'm wrong. I'm broken. I can't do it. Yeah. And that just compounds it. It's not as easy as just going, 
I only have good stuff and it just being good stuff. And, you know, you have to work at it. You have to work at it and change what you're thinking. And that takes time. It does. Brilliant. Okay. So if you could go back in time to when you first started, what advice would you give yourself? I was trying to think of something to tell myself and I realised I honestly wouldn't. Um, A, because I would never have listened. I mean, the Scorpio are really stubborn. And B, because I needed to make all those mistakes and screw-ups to get to this point. Um, you know, in the newspapers, like the wiki newspapers over here, they'll often have a letter to my 16-year-old self or people writing what I wish I'd known then. Or And there's a lot of self-help books guided around this idea of advice for my younger self. But mm -hmm. there's honestly no value in wishing that you'd known then what you know now because you had to go through the stuff to get to this point. Everything that you know now is as a result of that. And we can't learn things by just being told by some other version of ourselves or some other person. We have to go through it. It's the only way. That's literally how personal growth works. So there's nothing that I can tell, that I can think that would help my younger self because, yeah. And that's why, that's why we're here, isn't it? It's why we're here. You can't, you know, if we could just be told it, we'd just be told it over the other side and then we wouldn't need to go through all of this shebang and the physical. So, uh, yeah, I completely agree. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's so, why they call it nerf school. <laughs> <laughs> How has your work in connection changed your life personally? Mm, so many ways. Um, the major thing is that I'm married and I had so many blocks around relationships before I started this work and I just would never have been able to, I mean, I was repelling relationships for a start energetically because I had such fear around that. So to be able to attract my soulmate and be in a healthy long-term relationship, that's one of the, the major ways. But I guess the other thing is um, the way that I approach the world, I'm not so um, I'm not so blanketed in fear now, so I'm able to move through the world without perceiving everything as a threat and being hyper defensive when I get any feedback. I'm not um, walking around looking for problems. I'm not um, trying to expect the worst and hope for the best, and then wondering, <laughs> which is um, you know something that goes through generations of my family. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to be optimistic, still realistic. Um, so I guess my outlook has changed and that I'm able to be more present and I'm able to um, to set goals and trust myself and trust the universe to set them. Um, and I'm not so consumed by what other people think of me as well and looking to other people for approval as I used to be. Mm -hmm. I love it. So everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, that's it's the same for me. Absolutely. And that thing about mm -hmm. fear you just said about... I completely get that because that's one of the things that I always say to people is that you think that the, the experience with the spirit world is, I don't know, going to bring you deities popping into your room. And it does if you call them, but it's not that you're it's the way you experience the world changes mm. and it, it's the way you feel about things. And, when you know, when bad things happen because they still happen, when people are negative yeah. or horrible, I, I, get, I am much more able now to say, well, that's their stuff. And it's not a reflection of me. And then I don't compound their problems by making it about me. So mm. it's fascinating, fascinating. Now, do you have a book that you would like to recommend to listeners? Um, hmm. The first book I read, one of the first books I read was the Louise Hay book, You Can Heal Your Life. So I do recommend that to anyone who is starting off with spirituality. There is a lot of it that is um 
that you may reject. There are parts of it that I'm like, mm, not so sure. But there is a lot of great foundational stuff in there about, um, you know, how we start to attract what um, what we, you know, we, we start to attract what is reflected in our energy. Um, I love the work of Dr. Brian Weiss. His book, Many Lives, Many Masters, is an excellent book. If anyone um, is as fascinated by reincarnation as I am, um, I'm not necessarily fascinated by the mechanics of it, I should say. Just, you know, the idea of how we can be carrying all this stuff um, and, and where that came from. He does such a brilliant job because he was such a skeptic when he started, which is brings such a freshness to his writing um, for, of explaining how we can carry through that that trapped energy and how it influences us. So, um, but again, you know, that's every time I read a book I like, there's still going to be things that I don't resonate with. So it's like we said earlier, Hannah, There, are, I, t I pick it and choose bits from all sorts of places. But those are two books that are great for people who are, who are getting started. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, while I remember... Your website is www.onegroundedangel.com. Easy peasy. And your Instagram is One Grounded Angel. <laughs> so good. And your Facebook is One Grounded Angel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so do look uh, Trudy up, especially if you'd like to get in contact, because like Trudy said, she does work on Zoom. So we're not limited by a location here. So if you want some healing and some help and some guidance, do look Trudy up because there's just something, there's something about you, truly. But there is that, I could, you can feel it on your post on Instagram that you can tell that the energy is really good and will really help people. So that's super great. Now, tell us all what's next for you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that's the honest truth. I didn't plan any of this and it just keeps evolving. But I would imagine I'm going to continue to expand the healing work that I do. Um, and this sort of work, and I'm sure you would find this, Hannah, because people are so complex, it's there's so much variety and there's so much ongoing learning that I feel like I'm being challenged all the time. And sometimes I'll get a client and I think, I have no freaking idea how to help you. But I sit with it and I listen to the guidance and we, we start to figure it out. So I think that I will just continue to expand that way. As to what happens in terms of um, the rest, I don't know. I had a very um, early on, I had a message from Spirit that I would write a book. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. I Yeah, that's hard to do. I, did, I have had a good go at it. There's um, a half-finished book somewhere in my computer hard drive that really needs to be finished, but it is difficult for me um, with my journalism background to commit to something as long-winded as a book that it, I haven't been commissioned to, to write and I don't have because every time I write it, it goes in a different direction as opposed to a, a story where I've got a clear angle. So I do think that is part of my, my life purpose is to share messages and the book would be part of that. It's just hasn't quite come together yet, but all in good time. I doff my cap to you because you do blog posts and I can't even be bothered with that. That's why we're on a podcast here, because I just blather it out. And then I don't have to worry about grammar, punctuation, layout. And I just eject what my brain wants to say and I'm done. So I'm always really impressed with people that do blog posts and write books because I'm too impatient. 
I love your podcast. What you out is so succinct. And like, as soon as you contacted me and I listened, I was like, I love the way she approaches spirituality. It's so refreshing, and you have such a groundedness that people resonate with. So, don't don't um, down you know downplay what you're doing. Even oh, it's hugely valuable, and and who doesn't love podcasts? Well, I don't know, but I am just I love re- I love reading. I'm such an avid reader, but can I be? Bo- I just haven't got it in me to write one. So it's it's and it's different things for different people, isn't it? So. Even, you know, I doth my cap that you do blogs, even that. So I wait, I look forward to the book. You'll have to get in contact <laughs> and I can tell everybody when it's done. So um, thank you so much for coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. And um, hopefully some people will be in contact about changing their energy and getting you to help work through it with them. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You know, I love what you're doing and keep up the good work because I think the world needs more spiritual voices like yours, which are just, you know, making these messages relatable and really helping people. Every generation is getting more and more awakened to the need to develop ourselves spirituality. So your work is so needed. Keep it up. Well, ditto. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Hannah. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.